0: Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabard. This is going to be episode fifty-eight of the Informed Catholic, and this is going to be part two uh, for the Ash Wednesday. I'm going to pray the Divine Office with you. You're welcome to join me or to listen. Um, this is like the official prayer of the church. Um, it's usually the Psalms are portions of Scripture. And there is, um, the the divine office is usually meant for priests, but lay people can pray it too. And um, this is not the traditional one that I know Taylor Marshall and a lot of uh, traditionalists like, but this is just fine for me. I mean, it's the, the revised one, and I think it's beautiful. <clears throat> so um, before we begin, my message to you is, Let's make this a beautiful, intimate Lent. Let's make this into a great, beautiful Lent season. There's no reason for us to walk around with um, suffering in our faces. Uh, There's no reason for us to like tell anybody that we're fasting. There's no reason for us to like feel sorry for ourselves. Jesus says, comb your hair, wash your face and don't tell anyone you're fasting. That means be strong. Be strong and, and think, you know, think positive. Offer it up as a sacrifice. Christ himself did not feel sorry. He didn't feel sorry and he doesn't want us to feel sorry. He wants us to be joyful. Joyful in our sacrifices, joyful in our fasting, joyful in, in everything we do, uh, endure everything the way he did for us. He told us not to be hypocrites and not to go around telling people we're fasting and we shouldn't. Don't tell anyone you're fasting. Do it because you love God. Do it because you love Jesus and do it because you want to offer it up for somebody as a prayer. Offer it up because we have a lot going around us that is evil. There's a lot of evil in the world and we participate in the cross of Christ. We're we're co-workers in the field. We're his disciples. We are members of his mystical body. So please don't suffer in a, in a, don't wear it on your sleeve. Don't be a hypocrite. Be happy that you're a Christian. Be joyful that you're a Christian. Be joyful that Jesus is your savior. Please. It's something we have to do because I think in many cases we've let our faith be hijacked by the culture. We let our faith be hijacked by by bad, bad shepherds. We've let our faith be hijacked by uh, the world. We let the devil hijack our faith. We take it back by being positive. We take it back by, by an, proclaiming and announcing and believing that Jesus is our Savior. He came, He suffered for us. He gave us His body and blood, soul and divinity in the most sacrament, the Holy Sacrament, the Eucharist. He came for us. He gave us the Holy Church. He gave us His Blessed Mother. He gave us the saints. And we are part of this. Let's not think negatively. Let's not think, let's not be sorry for ourselves. Yes, there is sin in the world. And we fight it back by being positive and strong in our faith. So don't walk around feeling sorry. Don't walk around looking like you're weak. All right. If you feel like you need a little something, go somewhere private, have a little something that does not break the fast, drink some water, and then continue and offer your, your, your fasting, uh, offer it up for, for the, for the church, offer it up for the body of Christ, uh, uh, penance. We're fighting against sin and temptation. So let's begin. Let's not waste any time. So this is the inventory. Lord, open my lips and my mouth will proclaim your praise. The Psalm 95. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. This is the inventory, the response. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. Come, let us sing to the Lord and shout with joy to the rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea. It belongs to him, the dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. Come, let us bow down and worship, bending the knee before the Lord our Maker, for He is our God, and we are His people, the flock He shepherds. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. Today listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness when at Maribah and Massa. They challenged me and provoked me, although they have seen all of my works. Come, let us worship Christ, the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering 40 years. I endured that generation. I said, there are people whose hearts go astray and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. Come, let us worship Christ, the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. All right, that was Psalm 94, uh, 95, excuse me. Psalm 95. It's the inventory psalm. Now we will go to the office of um reading. Okay, now they usually we have sort of like a little hymn. I kind of like to think of it as a poem. I'm not going to sing it. Okay, because I don't have a great singing voice. All right. Lord Jesus Christ, be present now and let your Holy Spirit bow. All hearts in love and truth today to hear your word and keep your way. Give us the grace to grasp your word that we may do what we have heard. Instruct us through the scriptures, Lord, as we draw near, O God, adored. May your glad tidings always bring good news to men that they may sing. Oh, how you ca- you came to save all men. Instruct us till you come again. To God the Father and the, and the Son and the Holy Spirit, three in one. To you, O blessed Trinity, be praised throughout eternity. Okay, and I'm going to go to... The beginning of the book. And, okay, they have something here. Uh, Lenten season before Holy Week. Let me pick something. Okay, this is for evening prayer. Lord, who throughout these 40 days for us did fast and pray, teach us with you to mourn our sins and and close by you to stay. As you which Satan did contend and did the victory win, O give us strength in you to fight, in you to conquer sin. As you did hunger and did thirst, so teach us, gracious Lord, to die to self and so to live. By your most holy word, abide with us that through this life of suffering and of pain, An Easter of unending joy we may at last attain. Okay, so now uh, let's go to the praying of the Psalms. Okay, the um, first Psalm is going to be Psalm 103. Praise for for God's tender compassion. And they give you always a nice quote from the Gospels or from the Church Fathers. This quote is from St. Luke's Gospel, chapter 1, verse 78. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. This is uh, from the Benedictus, the prayer of Zechariah, John the Baptist's father. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Now, the antiphon is going to be this. This is the response to the little psalm. Bless the Lord, my soul. Never forget all he has done for you. All right, we're going to admit the Alleluia. There's no Alleluia, So uh, let's begin. Remember, this is the response. Bless the Lord, my soul. Never forget all he has done for you. Bless the Lord, my soul, never forget all he has done for you. My soul, give thanks to the Lord, all my being, bless his holy name. My soul, give thanks to the Lord, and never forget all his blessings. Bless the Lord, my soul, never forget all he has done for you. It is he who forgives all your guilt, who heals every one of your ills who redeems your life from the grave, who crowns you with love and compassion, who fills your life with good things, renewing your youth like an eagle's. Bless the, bless the Lord, my soul. Never forget all he has done for you. The Lord does deeds of justice, gives judgment for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses and his deeds to Israel's sons. Bless the Lord, my soul, never forget all he has done for you. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Now, part two. That was part one of Psalm 103. This is part two of Psalm 103, and the response is, As a father is gentle with his children, so is the Lord with those who revere him. As a father is gentle with his children, so is the Lord with those who revere him. The Lord is compassion and love, slow to anger and rich in mercy. His wrath will come to an end. He will not be angry forever. He does not treat us according to our sins, No, nor repay us according to our faults. As a father is gentle with his children, so is the Lord with those who revere him. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so strong is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our sins. As a father is gentle with his children, so is the Lord with those who revere him. As a father has compassion on his sons, the Lord has pity on those who fear him. For he knows of what we are made. He remembers that we are dust. As a father is gentle with his children, so is the Lord with those who revere him. As for man, his days are like grass. He flowers like the flower of the field. The wind blows and he is gone, and his place never sees him again. As a father is gentle with his children, so is the Lord with those who revere him. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Now we're going to part three. Okay, this is Psalm 103, and it's broken up into three parts. And the response is, Bless the Lord, all you, all you his works. Bless the Lord, all you, his works. Bless the Lord, all you, his works. But the love of the Lord is everlasting upon those who hold him in fear. His justice reaches out to children's children. When they keep his covenant in truth, when they keep his will in their mind, bless the Lord, all you, his works. The Lord has set his sway in heaven, and his kingdom is ruling over all. Give thanks to the Lord, all his angels, mighty in power, fulfilling his word, who heed the voice of the Lord. Bless the Lord, all you his works. Bless the Lord, all you his works. Give thanks to the Lord, all his hosts, his servant who do his will. Give thanks to the Lord all his works in every place where he rules. My soul, give thanks to the Lord. Bless the Lord, all you, his works. Bless the Lord, all you, his works. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. You have compassion for sinners, Lord, as a father has compassion for his children. Heal the weakness of your people and save us from the from lasting death that we may praise and glorify you forever. Bless the Lord, all you his works. Okay, that was the Psalms. Now I'm going to read. I'm going to go into the office of reading and I'm going to read... The Ash Wednesday Scripture Passage. All right. Now, what I'm reading from, just in case if anybody has the divine, uh, the Christian prayer book, I'm reading from the four volume. Okay? I'm reading from the four volume. It might be similar, I don't know, in a single volume, but I went out and got myself the four volume. Uh, I'm just like that. I'm kind of like compulsive, I guess you can say, but I really, you know... Um, I like, I like the, the differences in the the volume gives you a lot more, uh, the fourth volume that is. So anyway, let's begin. All right. Um, they give you a little sort of like, um, scripture quote from the beginning, turn back and turn back to the Lord and do penance, be renewed in heart and spirit, turn back to the Lord and do penance and be renewed in heart and spirit. Uh, A reading, first reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 58, verse 1 to 12. From the book of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 58, verse 1 to 12, concerning fasting that pleases God. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Thus says the Lord God, cry out full-throated and unsparingly, Lift up your voice like a trumpet blast. Tell my people their wickedness, and the house of Jacob their sins. They seek me day after day, and desire to know my ways. Like a nation that has done what is just, and not abandoned the law of their God, they ask me to declare what is due to them. please to gain access to God, why do we fast and you do not see it? afflict ourselves, and you do not, you take no note of it. Lo, on your fast, on your fast day, you carry out your own pursuits and drive out all your labor, laborers. Yes, your fast ends in quarreling and fighting, striking with wicked claw. Would that today you might fast? so as to make your voice heard on high. Is this the manner of fasting I wish, of keeping a day of penance, that a man bow his head like a reed and lie in sathgloss and ashes? Do you call this a fast, a day acceptable to the Lord? This, rather, is the fasting that I wish, releasing those bound unjustly. Untying the thongs of the, uh, the thongs of the yoke, setting free the oppressed, breaking every yoke, sharing your bread with the hungry, sheltering the oppressed and the homeless, clothing the naked, the naked when you see them, and not turning your back on your own. Then your light shall break forth like the dawn, and your wound shall quickly be healed your vindication shall go before you, and the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry for help, and he will say, Here I am. If you remove from your midst oppression, false accusations and malicious speech, if you bestow your bread on the hungry and satisfy the afflicted, Then light shall rise for you in the darkness, and the gloom shall become for you like midday. Then the Lord will guide you you always and give you plenty even on the parched land. He will renew your strength, and you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring whose water never fails. The ancient ruins shall be rebuilt for your sake and the foundations from ages past you shall rise up. Repair of the breach they shall call you. Repairer of the breach they shall call you. Restorer of ruined homesteads. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And as a little array, um, from Isaiah 58, verse 6, 7, and 9. Is combined with Matthew chapter 25, verse 31, 34, and 35, the Lord says, The kind of fast that pleases me is sharing your food with the hungry and sheltering the poor and the homeless. Do this, and I will listen to your prayers. When you call on me, I will say, I am here. When the Son of Man comes in glory, he will say to those on his right, Come, inherit the kingdom. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. Do this, and I will listen to your prayers. When you call on me, I will say, I am here. Okay. I'll be right back. We're going to go over what we read before we read uh, the second reading, which is from a church uh, father from a letter to the Corinthians by St. Clement Pope, Pope Clement. All right. So this passage, this particular passage, Passage from Isaiah 58, verse 1 to 12. What is the Lord saying? What is God saying to is, to Israel? Thus says the Lord, Cry out full-throated thro- and unsparingly. Lift up your voice like a trumpet blast. Tell my people their wickedness and the house of Jacob their sins. Well, obviously we, we're, we, we pretty much gotten quite clear from God here, right? What God's telling the prophet Isaiah, tell my people their wickedness and the house of Jacob their sins. Um, they're God's people and they're also the children of the house of Jacob. They're Jacob's descendants. They're, they're wicked and they're sinful. They have missed the mark. They have done something offensive. They're being offensive to God. They seek me day after day and desire to know my ways like a nation that has done what is just and not abandoned the law of their God. In other words, they're not, uh, they're definitely, they're acting like they're not doing anything evil. And God is is saying that they're acting like they're walking around, they're committing sins and they think they've done nothing wrong. Well, God is going to change that as we go along down the line. Not abandon and and like a nation that has done what is just, and not abandon the law of their God. They ask me to declare what is due to them, please to gain access to God. They have access to God through their prophets, they have access to God to the temple. But they are they're they're going through the motions, I believe. Like a lot of us do, sometimes we go through the motions. Uh, We want to believe that we're good. We want to believe that we're holy. And we're going through the motions. In other words, we're fulfilling our our religious obligations. But I'm going to take a guess that it's it's just motions. Just going through the motions. Like someone could say the Our Father and the Hail Mary. And they go to Mass and they walk out like, like they just never went to mass that they you know it's it's no changes in their life they go back and they commit their sinful ways they're receiving holy communion and they're committing their sinful acts they 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 swear and they they curse they take the lord's name in vain and they they just don't care you know they think they believe that they're good people some of them are probably sincere and they don't realize that. So, they have access to God. Why do we fast and you do not see it? Afflict ourselves and you take no note of it. In other words, I'm, I'm, I'm doing all this. I'm fulfilling my religious obligations and you don't see it? You know, I'm, I'm donating to the, to, the, to the church. You don't see it? Things like that. And then God answers here. Lo, on your fast day, you carry out your own pursuits. There you go. On your fast days, the Jews, um, on your fast day, they usually fasted twice a week. I can't remember what those days were. I'm sorry. But they usually fast twice a week. We Catholics usually fast on Wednesdays and Thursdays. I mean, Wednesdays and Fridays. Usually, sometimes they might choose up other particular days, but like on Fridays, we have usually fish, and we don't eat red meat. Some, some, you know, basically it's considered, you know, that you should do it all year round. But anyway, let's continue. You go on your own pursuits and dry and draw and and drive all your laborers. Uh, so he's talking about people who own land and who have a workforce and they're not treating those people justly. Yes. You fat, your fast ends in quarreling and fighting, striking with wicked claws. Well, so they fast and they fight and they commit sins and they, and he's using the term wicked claw. So he's saying that you don't, you know, you, you know, you're, you're, you're wicked. You're unrepentant. You, you, you act like an unholy people. You're not my people. Would that, would that today you might fast so as to make your voice heard on high. In other words, he's saying, I really wish you were fasting. I really wish you were repenting. In this manner of fasting, I wish of keeping a day of penance, that a man bow that that a man bow his head like a reed, and. Lie in sackcloth and ashes. He's asking a question, that that a man should bow his head like a reed, and lie, lie in sackcloth and ashes. He's saying basically, you guys have done it, and it hasn't changed you. You you put dirt on your head, and you go. Remember, Jesus said, don't don't walk around looking like you're fasting. He's saying it's just all an act. He says that's what that's what God is saying here. It's the same thing. Do you call this, all this a fast, a day accepted the Lord? So he's calling them out. He's calling him a hypocrite. You do all this stuff. You, you, you fat, you know, you, you're going through the motions, you're putting up an act and maybe they are fasting. Maybe they are not letting food touch their lips, but he's saying you're not converted. You don't have me in your heart. All this is just a show and I'm looking through it. It's transparent. It's a lie. And you think you fool me. You fool other people, but you don't fool me. But the truth is most likely people do see the hypocrisy. This rather is the fasting that I wish releasing those bound unjustly untying the th- the thongs of yoke, setting free, the oppressed, breaking every yoke sharing your bread with the hungry, sheltering the oppressed and the homeless, clothing the naked when you see them and not turning your back on your own. Well, now, this, um, this probably is uh, something that a social justice activist would love. But the fact is, don't let the social act, uh, justice activist hijack this. We should be doing this. We should be going out there and and as Christians, Christians used to run uh, a lot of um, you know. I mean, think about it. We we Christians in Europe took care of the poor. There was no uh, what you call food pantries. There was no no one used to care for the orphans. No one used to care before that in in Europe and among the pagans, they didn't care for the elderly. They, they didn't care for the abandoned. They didn't, when the plague came through Europe, Christians actually went out and helped. They actually did. They went out and helped. It was recorded that Christians went out on the street and helped those people who were sick. They actually helped the, the children. Uh, of of um, parent, families, parents that died from a plague, or let's say the, the city got raided and attacked by barbarians during the Roman Empire, they took care of people. They actually went out and helped. They, 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 they're the ones who set up hospitals, kind of like a, a shelter center, you can say, the community of Christians along with their bishops. They didn't just they didn't sit around. The Romans, the Romans didn't have anything like this. You know, kids usually who were abandoned were abandoned. And sometimes they were taken horribly. They they mm-hmm. fell into a sex trafficking industry. But God is what, what what God is asking his people here is what God's people should be doing. We should be doing. Jesus himself said, you know, I was hungry and you fed me. I was sick and you took care of me. I was in prison and you visited me. You know, and Jesus often attacked the the Pharisees for using God. You know, when you're supposed to take care of your parents, you're you're supposed to give them. You're supposed to take care of them financially. You should be helping your parents, honoring your father and your mother. But the Pharisees would take advantage of it by Telling somebody, well, you know, you could donate to the temple, you know, what, uh, the donation to the temple. And after when your parents come around, you say, I already fulfilled my obligation to God. What I had, I've given to God. So Jesus is calling him out. You're being a bunch of hypocrites. You, 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 you convince someone to go around taking care of their parents by using God's God. To break the law, so he's calling them out on it, and this is something that that is basically hypocritical. But here, like you say, that like you see, he says here, um, this is rather the fasting I wish, releasing those bound unjustly. They sometimes, when a person is in debt, there's a certain amount of years, and what happened was they, the according to the law of Moses, they're supposed to redeem the property and everything to the man and his family well guess what along the way a lot of them decided not to do that helping people who were um you know who who were you know who were bound or or oppressed you know and and setting free the oppressed breaking every yoke in other words those who should have been set free when their debts been paid you should help them you should help them be redeemed and get back their property, get back their land after a certain amount of years. Um, Sheltering the oppressed and the homeless, those who suffered horribly, the elderly who lost their home and their land. Um, Clothing the naked when you see them and not turning your back on your own. In the book of Tobit, Tobias, the father, the elder Tobit, he used to bury... Uh, any Jews that were murdered left on the street in, in when he was in Nineveh, in Assyria, and he used to uh, leave the door open for any particular uh, Jew uh, that could come in and needs to eat. He used to leave his front door open so they can come to the table and share his food. He, you know, he he basically fo- tried to fulfill his 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 obligations In other words he shared his faith he wasn't stingy and yeah i mean not all of us are going to leave our front door open but maybe buying a lunch for a homeless person maybe you know uh offering uh, get them maybe someone who you know who may you know like people are having trouble now with finances because they can't buy lunch because their hours are cut back because of this lockdown Maybe it might help. Maybe taking some food to the food pantry, to the church's food pantry, and dropping it off. Clothing, you could do that too if you, if you could spare a few, uh, you know, some clothing. Sometimes, you know, you can go to a store and get things at discount and maybe a school bag for a kid, maybe. Um, oatmeal boxes, something like that. You could drop it off at the food pantry in the church. That's a good place for them to go to. It's actually, you know, it should be a place that a food pantry in the local parish, there should be one. And it should be, you know, it should be good for the people. That way they know the Catholic Church has this for them. I think it's a good idea. Maybe um, bottles of water, you know, unperishable stuff like juice or something, you could drop it off. And people should know about that. It should be, you know, you could tell your friends, that's a good thing to do for Lent. It's a good thing doing throughout the whole time of the year. You know, we should be doing this Christians. Um, Not turning back, your back on your own, helping your own fellow Catholics. That way they don't go to other denominations that are trying to make, to sway them to break away from the Catholic Church. Um, That's, that's a bad thing because a lot of times some people um, just don't have access to catechesis properly, but they should know that the Catholic church can, can help them. And sometimes it may not be the priest. Maybe ask the priest if you could set up a food pantry, asking Catholics who have money, though, you know, your friends or anybody that, May you know can maybe you know can spare a few dollars can help out. You could go to a Costco and get and get those things. Maybe someone's willing to to donate a car or um you know maybe a bunch of you guys can go down together and bring it back to the church. You know, you know, so you know it could be a number. It doesn't have to be food. It could be you could have different size of sneakers. You could have different um t-shirts, you can buy t-shirts of different sizes, you can buy school books, uh, notebooks for kids, things like that, that, they, that, you know, it's difficult, you know, especially sometimes you, you're going to get people in the community that are undocumented, but this could help. All right. I mean, you know, we, we let's not be judgmental, but that, you know, that these things happen and now that they're here, we could help them just make it a little easier. And then of course there's the elderly. Um, if you know there's a retirement center, you could do that for, uh, for Lent. You could read the scriptures to them. Um, you could help them out. There's, there's a lot we can do. There's also what do you call a kitchen, a food, a food line. These things, you know, if you can spare the time, you could do it. If not the time, Maybe you could spare the uh, the finances, possibly. Like I said, you can go and get food, and drop it off, and that could be helpful. It could. I mean, especially during this this whole coronavirus shutdown, I'm sure that could be useful. And then it goes, and then he says here, then your light. After he says, and not turning your back on your own, then your light shall break forth like the dawn. And your wound shall quickly be healed. I, what he's referring to the wound here is your selfishness, your indifference, your cold heart. Those are that he's seeing that as a wound. Your vindication shall go before you, and the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry for help, and He will say, "Here I am." Now I remember Fulton Sheen said something one time, and I think also it was Benedict Groeschel quoted him. If you are a depressed person, if you are a person who also happens to be negative, depressed, maybe selfish and cold and indifferent, then you know what? Go do some charitable work. Go do some charity. It will help you get out of yourself. Go work with the poor, go work with the neglected, go work, go help out, help out with the elderly and you will see it will change you. It will, it will get rid of all that negative part of you and help and, and, and change you, you know, and you will see how people appreciate and you also see how other people are suffering. Mother Teresa of Calcutta, she herself said, the reason why I, I do the things that I do, because she says, I know my own, my own sins. I, I know what I'm capable of. In other words, she knew she has a dark, a dark side to her. She acknowledges it. She used to suffer from lots of depression from what I'm, I'm hearing. And she suffered silently. So a lot of times she felt God wasn't like she felt she was abandoned. This often happens to a lot of saints. It's not unusual. It's not unusual so this this is not unusual. And you know and he goes on here, if you remove from your midst oppression, false accusations and malicious speech, if you bestow your bread on the hungry and satisfy the afflicted, the light shall rise from for, for you in the darkness and the gloom shall become for you like midday. Then the Lord will guide you always and give you plenty, even on the parched land. He will renew your strength and you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fails. The ancient ruins shall be rebuilt for your sake and the foundation from ages past and you shall rise up. This is, you know, this is, this is good advice. I think it's Perfect, good advice for us. I think it's a, it's it's wonderful advice, you know. But of course, it's not saying that you shouldn't fast and you shouldn't do penance. But sometimes some people can't fast. Some people, uh, an act of penance is working with the poor. I, I I myself don't get the opportunity to do it, my my work schedule. But I have in the past when uh. Uh, have donated food, gone to the supermarket, bought, uh, bought a bunch of cans of beans and, 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 um, uh, oatmeal. I've done it. And, um, and often I've, uh, for Christmas, I bought toys. Sometimes, you know, you can't get the best, but you get something that, uh, teddy bears and stuffed animals and you give them away and, you know, brand new, brand new stuff. And, cans of juice and bags of rice I know my mom and I have done that we've gone we've gotten bags of rice we put a whole bunch and I remember the priest and it was in our old neighborhood St. Catherine's and I remember the priest was very appreciative and I remember when we dropped it off and um, we went to um, down to a store we bought we, we went to buy other things for ourselves on our way back we saw Um, families coming out with the stuff that we bought, which was, it was kind of nice. It was, it was, it was, it was a good feeling knowing that it didn't go to waste. It was a good feeling knowing that we've done something that was right. And that's important that we do do that, that we do give back, you know, you know, it's a form of giving, you empty yourself, you are not holding back, you're emptying yourself And of course, it is important not to wear it on your sleeve and not become self-righteous. Do something and don't talk about it. But I mean, I'm talking about it with you because I know that not all of us are the same. Not all of us, trust me, I know I'm going to fail with my fasting. It's, (laughs) It's going to start off good and then it's going to crash. I know it. But because I know how weak I am. So anyway, let's go on to um let's go on to the uh, second reading uh from a, from a letter to the Corinthians by Saint Pope Clement okay so let's begin this okay from a letter to the Corinthians by Pope Saint Clement and it's titled repent they always have this in the office of reading um, usually because priests and religious people have to pray it, it's not an option for them. They're supposed to. And usually, you always see them. They carry a book with like sort of like in a zipper. or prayer. It's the office of reading. They often have to say it. Usually, in the in the monastery, they have to pray it a number of times during the day. Uh, but it's modified a little bit for uh, those who are in active ministry, like priest or bishop. Anyway, so let's begin from a letter to the to the Corinthians by Pope Saint Clement. Repent. Let us fix our attention on the blood of Christ, and recognize how precious a precious it is to God, His Father, since it was shed for our salvation and brought to the grace of repentance to all the world. If we review the various ages of history, we will see that in every generation, the Lord has offered the opportunity of repentance to any who are willing to turn to him. When Noah preached God's message of repentance, all who listened to him were saved. Jonah told the Ninevites they were going to be destroyed, but when they repented, their prayers gained God's forgiveness for their sins, and they were saved, even though they were not of God's people. Under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, the ministers of God's grace have spoken of repentance indeed. The master of the whole universe himself spoke of repentance with an oath, as I live, says the Lord, I do not wish the death of the sin of the sinner, but his repentance. He added this evidence of his goodness: House of Israel, repent of your wickedness. Tell the sons of my people if their sins should reach from earth to heaven, if they are brighter than the scar, uh, scarlet and blacker than the sackcloth, you need only turn to me with your whole heart and say father and i will listen to you as to a holy people in other words god wanted all his beloved ones to have the opportunity to repent and he confirmed this desire by his own almighty will that is why we should obey his sovereign and glorious will and prayfully entreat his mercy and kindness. We should be supplant before supplant before him and turn to his compassion, rejecting empty works and quarreling and jealousy, which only lead to death. Brothers, we should be humble in mind, putting aside all arrogance, pride, and foolish anger. Rather, we should act in accordance with the scriptures as the holy spirit says the wise men must not glory in his wisdom nor the strong man in his strength nor the rich man in his riches rather let him who glories glory in the lord by seeking him and doing what is right and just recall especially what the lord jesus said when he taught the gentiles uh, when he taught I'm sorry, recall especially what the Lord Jesus said when he taught gentleness and forbearance, be merciful, he said, so that you may have mercy shown to you, forgive so that you may be forgiven, as you treat others so sh- so you will be treated as you give, so you will receive as you judge, so you will be judged. As you are kind to others, so you will be treated kindly. The measure of your giving will be the measure of your receiving. Let these commandments and precepts strengthen us to live in humble obedience to his sacred word. As scripture says, whom shall I look upon with favor except the humble, peaceful man who trembles at my words? Sharing then in the heritage of so many vast and glorious achievements, let us hasten towards the goal of peace set before us from the beginning. Let us keep our eyes firmly fixed on the Father and Creator of the whole universe and hold fast to His splendid and transcendent gifts of peace and all His blessings. Well, that was... That was beautiful and then we'll end it here. Responsorial, responsory is from Isaiah fifty five, Joel chapter Isaiah fifty five to verse seven, Joel Joel chapter two verse thirteen, and Ezekiel chapter thirty three verse eleven. Let the evil man give up his way of life and the sinful man his thoughts. Let him turn back to the Lord, and the Lord will have mercy on him. Our God is kind and compassionate, always ready to forgive. The Lord does not wish the sinner to die, but to turn back to him and live. Our God is a kind and compassionate and always ready to forgive. Okay, well, I think that was pretty impressive. I mean, think about it. This was from, I think, probably around the beginning of the second century. I know that he, he wrote to the Corinthians because that was the same church that Paul had a lot of problem with. There was a lot of problem in the Corinthian church, a lot of scandal and, and a lot of rebellion and a lot of apostasy. And, you know, Paul wrote to them a lot, trying to solve a lot of problems, but you notice his knowledge of scripture. You notice his knowledge of the Bible, uh, this Pope, the Pope Clement, he he had knowledge of the Scriptures, a great vast knowledge, which which to him would have been the subduigent, um, Scriptures, and he would have written this in Greek because the Corinthians were Greek, and you notice how much you know he talked about forgiveness and non-judgmental, don't don't judge other people and to be compassionate and merciful. He had knowledge of Jonah. He had knowledge of of many of the great uh, holy, par- holy books of the Old Testament. Very knowledgeable, and that's the important thing, is that we as Catholics should be knowledgeable of the Bible, but not just knowledge, but always be aware of compassion and mercy. We have to put our, our faith into action. It's both in prayer and good works. It's never just prayer alone, and don't listen to what Protestants, some Protestants, talk about. Well, if you're doing good works, it's because you're not, you don't have any faith. You need both. Okay, you need both prayer and good works. They go hand to hand together. One, uh, you can't just pray and not do any good works, and you can't just do good works. Where else? What happens is when you do good works, you become an activist. You become a social justice warrior and it, and basically you could weaponize it and make it political. No, you, like Jesus said, give and don't ask anything in return and give without letting your right hand know what your left hand, meaning don't tell people, don't tell your friends and don't tell your family members and don't tell anybody. Just do it and, and do it, do it with an anonymously and watch how you could change somebody you know you give them um, someone who's maybe in despair and scared and maybe they're having they've been told they've been said they've been told no and then suddenly somebody comes along and maybe a mom who's having trouble with some kids she doesn't have enough money to buy them clothes suddenly maybe she has the uh, someone offers to buy them clothes and she doesn't know who it is. Someone bought them some school bags and she doesn't know who it is. It, And this person doesn't want any reward. Like Jesus himself did not want anybody to tell anybody that he did this for them. He didn't seek his own reward, although they wound up telling the whole world for him. All right, so... Let's end it here. Let's say uh, in our Father. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. Heavenly Father, um, we really pray that you give us the grace to, to be molded in the image and likeness of your Son, and if possible, if not as close as possible to your Son, maybe as close as possible to the Blessed Mother and St. Joseph. But please give us the joy to carry our cross daily and to follow in the footsteps of, our, of, of Jesus, his apostles, his mother and all the saints. All right. Thank you heavenly father and folks, please remember to subscribe and share. And I'll be back soon with the readings for Thursday after Ash Wednesday. God bless and a blessed Lent, a blessed and Holy Lent. Keep your eyes on Jesus. And remember it's a journey of joy, not sadness.